previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, is that just for the place or is does that also apply to the constellation? So, yeah, I mean, it's based on a dragon. It's a whole thing around here. It doesn't really make any sense. It's just about there's across the street from where I live is literally Lake Orion. And I just said it wrong now. Gosh, you guys got me all twisted. Lake Orion. <laughs> Overthink it and it gets all messed up. (laughs) It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the upsets you make, a nine over an eight. Yes, the brackets are here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Roxy, happy St. Patrick's Day. It's the day of my people. It's the day of your people. Happy March Madness. That's the wonderful time of the year. Those are not my people, but <laughs> well, I have a bracket, here. so I guess <laughs> it's your people guess now. they're my people. It's your people now. <laughs> I hope you all got your brackets in because it's too late now. Brackets were due this afternoon. The Wait, March... so I can't add another one? No, you can't. The March... For anything? No. For I'm anything. done? You're done. One and done? One and done. Oh, shoot. The March Madness has begun, and we hope you join the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge because we've got some kick-ass mediocre prizes. That's all Stellar I'm going to say. Stellar prizes. And uh, some new stuff. Mm-hmm. And speaking of new stuff, new prizes, new whatnot... Now, if you don't think you're going to have a good bracket or you don't want to wait around to see if you win the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge, you can just buy the stuff yourself because some of the prizes we have are some new prizes from the TK Show. Yeah. So that's really exciting. We There's some new stuff over there. And you know, Roxy, I thought, what better way to launch that off than just let's go to the source. Yeah. So please, for our five mediocre minute segment, please welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Rob Culpeen. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Hey, great. Hello. Hey, Roxy. How are you? I'm great. So it's been well over a year, right? Yeah. Almost. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I was in the first 20 or something. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. It's amazing how this has grown and just how many. Ugh, it's crazy. But we wanted to bring you back on real quick because you posted something on the Facebook page. And I think it was announced on the big show, too. But we wanted to make sure we gave this a big plug. So the TK shop, TonyKornheiserShow.com has some new items. And we thought, what better way to discuss said new items than to bring the man back on, Mr. Swagmaster. So go into that, (laughs) would you? Yeah, sure. Well, we've been wanting to add some new items for a long time. And with March Madness kicking off, we have a Bluetooth LED basketball that's been on for a while, but we've added a mini basketball hoop that can hang on the wall. It's a real thick piece of particle board that hangs on the wall. So it's not like the one that you would put over your door it's got the This Bracket Stinks logo on it. All right. What I, but I did just get that look, Roxy. Like She's like, Chuck, you're not bringing that into the apartment. Uh, so I'll have to get one of those for the office. I'm not really sure where we would put it right now. Right. The apartment's so Eventually. small. If we had a house, maybe. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Go ahead, sir. It's the kind of piece that really fits anywhere, though. Oh, boy. Like, ah, I, I'm see? thinking like, like the bathroom wall. Oh. You know, some, so while you're you know hanging out, doing whatever you do, you could shoot some hoops. Holding and... your toilet paper. Right. Properly. Right, yeah. <laughs> we should see if a roll of toilet paper fits through the hoop. Ooh. That would be fantastic. Ooh. There you go. We've also added a Tervis tumbler. Uh, we've had the, the insulated stainless steel Yeti-style tumbler for a while, so we thought we'd add a Tervis-style tumbler this time around. We've got a new shirt that says, I am the official blank of the Tony Kornheiser show. I like yes, that I one that. a lot. I like that, yeah. 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 You know, everybody seems to write in and think they are the official whatever <laughs> of the, the show. I am the official so. Roxy, so <laughs> <laughs> try to Absolutely. top that, Littles. <laughs> And probably the biggest news was that we've had a lot of styles that we've just been sold out in for a long period of time. And so we've decided to uh, pull a Disney and we're going to open the vault and make those shirts available again. And we're not going to mass produce them. We're only going to produce what's ordered, but we're going to take orders through April 15th. And then whatever people have ordered, that's what we'll make and and send those out. So the the most popular shirt still continues to be the old Chatter Blue t-shirt. And people just seem to love that shirt. And so we're going (laughs) to 
We're going to put that one back in and as well as a couple other ones. And we had some questions about the material of the T-shirts because the ones that were at the restaurant when it was open, they were lesser quality. Uh, and so we are doing a real nice, soft, tri-blend, ring-spun cotton shirt, you know, the kind of the soft feel shirts for oh, those. Nice. So they're going to be a little higher quality than the originals. So, you know, you might need a second Chatter t-shirt if you got one. Roxy's even got one of those. I do. (laughs) Now, can you talk real quick? We're excited because, spoiler alert, we're going to get a bunch of these for prizes because we're really excited about these these magnets you're selling. Oh, yeah, the magnets. So um, if you've listened to the show over the last couple months, there's been a lot of folks that have written in with the perfect recipe for boiling eggs. (laughs) And so I reached out to Eric Londrigan and asked him to help me come up with a nice, fun little cartoon drawing that would show Tony boiling eggs. And and boy, did he ever... uh, knock it out of the park he with sure that delivered. design so um, can we pause know, we for a second and just the- express how much that excites roxy and i because <laughs> yeah. we dragged him out of i don't know what because i mean seriously rob i don't even know if you know the story how we asked him originally to do a logo and he said oh i don't do that that's uh, right. not, that's not my thing we were blah, referring blah, blah. to him as an artist yeah, and he I was, was like, like oh no i'm not an artist <laughs> well, and actually, i'm like dang it yes you are I, I actually said i'm like look i don't think we can afford you because i know i've seen your work i know you because this is before we even knew him i right. didn't know who he was he was just some guy that drew these amazing cartoons anyway so to come from that to then graciously you know i mean we hired him to do our logo and then to now he's this is great. I mean, Eric, did you ever think you'd have your cartoons selling on the TK show website? I mean, how I don't know. I just it makes us warm inside, I guess. Yeah, and and he drew some fun Easter eggs in there too that uh, yeah. people have to take a look and see how many of them they can catch. So uh, we've also got I've got some news for you since you know you broke a little news and said you're going to be getting some of this stuff for giveaways for your bracket challenge. Yeah. You've now got a code. What? What? What do you mean a code? Yeah, you've got a code. What? So last year, Chuck, you remember I sent you a couple uh, bat grips for your softball bats. Yeah, they're great. Uh, And so we have redesigned the website for stickgrip.com. It's a perfect re-gripping tool for bats, rackets, hockey sticks, lacrosse sticks, Whatever needs re-gripped, this product is perfect for it. And so if you go to stickgrip.com and use the code LLPOD, you will get 10% off your order. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. We have a code. code. What was that? LLPOD. And and that code will also work on our newest product that we're just launching. uh, And we're taking pre-orders right now products being produced and and we should have the first thousand units probably by the middle of may and it's a product that we're we're really excited about it's got some consumer applications but it's really got applications in the uh the medical dental food service anywhere where people still wear masks on a daily basis and happen to wear glasses uh and it, ah. it the website there is called fogfreeeyewear.com and it's a device that you can wear that will blow a steady stream of air through little tubes that will attach to your temples on your eyeglasses and will help keep your glasses fog-free when you're wearing a mask. Wait, so, I need this. We need to get, I need, need to check this I out. I need this because that happens yeah. to me all the time. I There are days where I, I'm like, I have to put contacts in even though I don't want to because I know I'm going outside. And if I wear glasses with my mask, I can't see anything. Yeah. All right. So this is, we started developing this right at the beginning of COVID. Uh, oh. And it's taken a long while to kind of perfect the design and, and have it do everything we want it to do. Yeah. And, and so we're really excited about it. Because I don't think masks are going away anytime nah, soon. Nah. No, um, no, especially during the, the fall and winter and, like and yeah, the yeah. medical field. Yeah, just that is amazing. Wow, Rob, you have been busy. We need to like, yeah. we need to like make sure we do this. I mean, I I'm kind of speechless over this. So this co- LL Pod. LL Pod. I didn't want to make it too long, so we did yeah. Loyal Little's Pod. LL oh, that's Pod. great. And you get ten percent off on both sites. Littles, use the use code. The code. <laughs> Holy I mean, cow. Rob, well, thank you. I mean, that's... This is very, so amazing. So that's, what a nice surprise. I mean, this is amazing. So our first code, Roxy. Wow. LL Pod. Love it. Now, but let's get back to your stuff too now. So April 15th, you said, is the cutoff for the shirt orders? For the shirts that are the um, that were taken out of the vault. Yeah. Okay. And, and each of them are marked 
if you go into the shirt, it'll let you know that, hey, this is, uh, we're doing a pre-order, so somebody doesn't order it and expect it to be shipped out the next day or whatever. Right, sure. So those will not ship probably till the end of April. Gotcha. Uh, if we stop taking the orders April 15th, we'll put the order in. It takes about two weeks to produce, and uh, then they'll be out the door. All right. And wow. for everything else, get your magnets, get your tumblers, get all the, get your basketball hoops. We got to look into that, right? Right. And it's shop.tonycornizershow.com, right? That's it. All right. Absolutely. Well, Rob, can't thank you enough for the code, I mean, obviously, and, but thanks for coming back on. We didn't get into you. How, everything good with you personally? Everything going well? Everything's great. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Just, uh, just plugging along. Plugging along. Working hard, obviously. Yeah. I mean, this, this, right. Absolutely. This eyeglass thing sounds crazy amazing. I, I need to look at that stat. Yeah. Are you guys coming to D.C. in June? Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes. I got to work it out with work. That's the problem. But I think we're going to be able to figure it out. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. At least just for the weekend, at least. Yep. And we'll see. So I I believe that there might be another road trip in. in All right. So nice. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, (laughs) Rob, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Roxy. I'm speechless. Me too. How about that? That's a first for me. LL Pod. Wow. That's a nice ring to it. I love it. That's amazing. So that's just great. So everyone, go out and buy these back grips. Well, and the glasses sound great too. That's amazing. That's what so. I'm looking at. And more importantly, get to shop.tonycornizershow.com. Get, make sure April 15th is to order the shirts from the vault. The yeah. chatter shirts, all that stuff. Make sure you do that. Mm-hmm. And there's some really other good stuff over there. Like I said, we're going to grab some of it for prizes. But if you don't want to wait, get over there right now. Roxy, we have a great Meet the Littles guest, as always. But um, why don't we just get this out of the way? And let's go do our new segment. What now, Sully? 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 So, yes, we heard from Sully. From Boston. And he starts off graciously. He really does. He says he's with Ritz on the almond milk. He likes almond milk. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Things we didn't get to when Mm -hmm. we met Sully. From Boston. And he also says, and the kid drinks oat milk like milk blank junkie, to quote Louis Black. I'm going to let you fill that blank in, Roxy. So now he says, now the nitpick. Mantle came up in War 6, was sent down, came back up, and got 7. Mickey was originally signed number 6 since he was seen as... The next in line for Yankee greatness after Babe Ruth, number three, Lou Gehrig, number four, and Joe DiMaggio, number five. After a slow start, however, he was sent down. By the time he returned, Bobby Brown had returned from military service and with that was given back the number six he had worn for the previous four years. Mickey was given number seven, previously worn that season by Cliff Mapes, traded to the Browns, and Bob Serve, who was demoted, and he has owned it ever since. It's not that Ritz was way off, just not completely correct about why Mapes lost number seven. Now, he also attached, I did not realize, this to me, this is the better trivia question. How many people have worn number three for the Yankees? It's amazing. There's like eight people on this list. I think that would be the better trivia question. How many people have worn number three? Mm because you've got Allie Clark, you've got Cliff Mapes, obviously, Frank Coleman, Eddie Bachman, Roy Weatherly, Bud Matheny, and George Selkirk, as well as Babe Ruth. I have not heard of any of those people except Babe Ruth. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I mean. It's a great, well, from that list. It's a great trivia Mantle. question. So I guess we call that sort of a correction. So Okay. At least now Ritz is getting corrected. This is good. It wasn't on me. So this <laughs> is why I don't do those things. Anyway, Roxy, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Sully. From Boston. For sending all that in. And Roxy, let's get to our Meet the Littles guest, someone local. Yeah. A local. We don't get to do many of those, so we're very excited. And spoiler alert, we've already met him. Yeah. So we're very excited. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. We came from the highlands. We came from the from the cities, we came from the towns. We came on the main road, we came on the railroad, we came in our thousands and set ourselves down. With nothing to also, with nothing to lose. Days filled with sweat and nights filled with moves. But if for a while you could walk in my shoes, you'd soon have your fill of the air. 
our special St. Patrick's Day episode. We wanted to bring this one back. This is called The Immigrant's Blues, and it's by Tommy Keys. And we just love the Irish flavor, I guess you would say, Roxy. Yeah, I really like this one. Now, if you like what you hear, you can reach Tommy Keys on his website. That's TommyKeys.com. Let me spell that. T-O-M-M-Y-K-E-Y-E-S.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Tommy Keys Music. And as always, we'll play the full song, The Immigrant's Blues, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, I mean, we've already done this. Yeah, this is our third one. We've, we've met. So third time's a charm. Yep. It's kind of exciting for many reasons, but we'll get to that in a second. Please welcome to the podcast, Sam Berger. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? We're good. We're glad you actually wanted to do this after you actually have already met, met Chuck us. and Roxy <laughs> in yeah. person. I know we didn't scare you off. <laughs> yeah, we didn't scare you off. Now, we're going to take this for a second, and then we're going to turn it over to you. But it's freaky for me because Roxy and I also have a dear friend named Sam Berger. Now, her real it's her it's a she, and her name is Samantha. Yep. And she goes by Sam though, and we all know her as either Burger yep. or Sam Burger. And so when we first heard we were going to be meeting you, we were like, whoa, this is interesting. And actually, it was one of my past roommates, actually, yeah. here in New York. Yeah. She's a rockette as well. Yep. She hooked you up on the whole proposal. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She was the one that helped me set the whole thing up where I was able to propose to Roxy at Radio City on stage yeah. and all that stuff. So we yeah. owe Sam uh, so much. And yep. she has a new family. She just got married less than a year ago. Yep. She's got a beautiful baby boy. Beautiful baby boy. So yep. shout out to Sam Berger. Anyway, okay, now it's all about you, Sam you, Berger. You, Sam Berger. Uh, <laughs> But full disclosure, we got to meet you at one of our little meetups here in the city yeah, with, with Claire. Claire. Mm-hmm. And Ritz was there, of course. Yep. And yeah, it was a good time. So we were like, you have to come on the podcast. So here you are. Take a second, Sam. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Sure. Thanks, guys. Uh, so yeah, I'm Sam Berger. I'm from Suffern, New York. It's Rockland County, just outside the city. That's why it was so easy just to meet Chuck and Roxy. I work in the mayor's office in the city, in the Office of Management and Budget. We produce the budget four times a year and, and work with uh, each of the city agencies to allocate funds. So that, that's, a, that's a fun thing. I was born in Pennsylvania, lived all over the country as a kid, at least on the, the east side of the country. And, you know, that's been a really cool part of my life and one that has really stuck with me. Yeah. So let's dive right into that, because that was probably the most he did fill out the form, Littles. And one of the most intriguing things was now you said you never went to school for more than two years in the same place growing up. Yeah. So I, I was born in Pennsylvania in Lebanon County. It's sort of between Hershey and Reading near Lancaster, that sort of that okay. sort of area. So Amish Eastern side. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when I was what six or seven, my mom decided that she wanted to go to seminary as a career change and become a pastor in a Lutheran church. And so we moved to South Carolina. Amazing difference of that that was culture shock going to Columbia, South Carolina from Lebanon, Pennsylvania. And then, you know, lived in Boone, North Carolina, back in Columbia, lived in Chicago for a couple of years. Uh, then back on the Western side of Pennsylvania it was really a varied experience, but yeah, never, never spent more than two years at any one school. Wow. Now, and this is all because of her job, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Her school and job, but you know, it provided a lot of cool opportunities, especially as a kid when you're being, you know, all this formative years to see so much of the country and get to really experience like what it's like to live in, in different areas and get to see what, life is like in those areas which was yeah. really really cool wow okay so now you said your mom's schooling and forgive me because i don't know much about this however we did just have a recent guest who was a minister or pastor pardon me i can't remember mm-hmm. what was the correct term about getting relocated we talked a little bit about that now was that part of it was that she would move from church to church or uh only in the last bit because uh you know when you're in seminary in the Lutheran church at least her experience is that you're there for two years and then you have an internship year. And that's where we were in North Carolina. And then, you know, you finish back at the original place in, in, in Columbia, South Carolina. And then just for, you know, circumstances, the way it worked out did not get placed in a church right away and actually ended up moving to Chicago to work at the churchwide office for the, the church for the whole United States. 
And so while waiting for a placement somewhere, sort of found that as our home and then ended up in Pennsylvania again to be a little bit closer to family. So that's sort of the story there. Cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So now can we go into you a little bit? Like, where did you go to school and all that stuff? Uh, Sure. Yeah. So in the two year school thing, only went to high school my senior year in one place, Altoona Area High School, Altoona, Pennsylvania, go Mountain Lions, and then went to Susquehanna University in Seals Grove, Pennsylvania, just north of Harrisburg. I started off wanting to be a social studies teacher, especially like government, like civics, that sort of stuff. And basically my junior year, second semester of college, I had a placement sort of, you know, as part of a class and realized, nope, can't do this. Um, And so like really late in the game, decided to focus more on the actual political science part of Mm -hmm. that degree and became an education policy major, sort of self-designed that to in order that I could graduate on time. Um, (laughs) But really always have had sort of a passion for government and sort of how things work. Yeah. And being able to now be in the mayor's office is just sort of a continuation of that. And it's really, really a privilege for me. It's not quite the dream job, but it's definitely like on that path. And so it's been a real privilege to to continue to do that. And it's been a lot of fun there. Now, as we know, we don't really get into politics here on the Loyal Littles podcast, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but this always intrigues me. It really does. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, and forgive my stupidity, but everyone knows I'm stupid already. So I'm going to ask questions. Now, you get to hold your job no matter who's in office, correct? It's one of those. That's right. So it's not one of these jobs where they appoint you, the mayor appoints you to a seat. And then if they get voted out, the new people get to appoint. Because my sister used to have one of those jobs, Mm -hmm. not on this level by any means. It was like a county clerk's office or something. But Mm -hmm. she was really hesitant to take the job because she knew in four or eight years, whatever it was, if the person who gave her this job was voted out, then she wouldn't have a job, potentially. Most likely. So can you talk about the difference there? And I mean, how hard is that without getting into hardcore politics? I'm just curious. I mean, that transition. Yeah. And how hard is it for people like you to deal with these positions when maybe there's a mayor that you don't agree with their policies or whatever? (laughs) Or is that the current state of affairs? I don't know. (laughs) I I really don't. Or is it always that way? I don't know. Yeah. So as far as appointments, yeah, at at this level, you know, we're not there yet. This is sort of a middle manager and at that point you know it's, it's really important to keep the knowledge base there so that when there is a new administration you're, you're not losing everything about you know what does the department of transportation the department of education department of housing you know in order to have that institutional knowledge there to be able to know oh this is what should go in the budget so it's, it's really important that like at our level not to do that but the mayor does definitely have discretion for the budget director to appoint uh, someone there luckily mayor adams who just took office in january decided to keep on our current budget director and oh, so okay. it's been a really nice transition for us that we're only having to deal with transition and mayoral priority and not also budget director priority. Oh, that's great. That's great. So you basically, like what you do is more based on fact and a system that's already in place that people coming into use that system. And then there are other areas where they get to put their own personal political whatever spin on things. I I would say we definitely use the same procedures, Uh but you definitely have a different outcome because it's it's what, you know, a different administration is going to really think is important. And based on the budget director, they might have a different view on how much reserves need to be in the budget versus how much we can actually spend. And one of the things about the budget that I guess is important to know is that On the expense side, so we say capital expense. Capital is like the large assets. Like if you're fixing the Brooklyn Bridge, for example, that would be a capital budget. We bond out for that. So we pay for that cost over a certain term, right? Like a loan. So Mm -hmm. it's like 10 to 15 years or longer. The expense budget, on the other hand, things like paper and pencils, computers, you know, whatever, that has to come out of the expense budget, which you can only use tax revenues and and other revenues from that year towards. And so it's really a different way to think about budgeting. You only have a set year and how much can you spend in that year? Right. 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 As opposed to, you know, long-term thinking. And so 
for the expense budget in that way, it's really about the priority. And because you only have a certain amount that you can spend on those types of things, it's really going to be about the mayoral priority. And so, you know, I'm thinking Mayor Adams has a big priority right now about addressing uh, homelessness and crime in the subways. Uh-huh. Two big issues that affect New Yorkers and how they get around, right? And so he may want to make an additional investment in that area. But if tax revenues aren't increasing like that, where do you cut? Right. And so, yeah. And so it really is about a balance of priorities. That's so interesting. Yeah. And at least there's no purple line train to have to find here in the city. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry no for making line. it so local, Littles. Uh, <laughs> but we, we, don't, we don't get these opportunities very often, yeah. you know, that we get to interview someone like yourself, for yeah. instance. Show related. So how did you become a Little and how, when did you start listening to Tony and all that stuff? Yeah, I actually started on my commutes here in the city. I had never heard of the show before, but obviously knew about Tony from PTI and, and had watched that and loved the interplay between he and Mike. But just sort of Googled Tony Kornheiser one day and just so happened that the Tony Kornheiser show popped up. Yep. Um, and I listened to it and I fell in love immediately. It was yeah. hilarious. And just ever since have been a listener. Yeah. And, yeah. and did it take you a while to, you, you're saying you, you were all in right away or did it take you, it took me a few weeks to like understand even what a little was. Cause I had no idea what that term was and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like within the first week, it's like Googling news channel eight and it's like, Oh, like where can I watch this? Right. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't even do that, but I didn't, but I bought it. Yeah. I totally thought it was yeah. a thing. Like I thought they were being, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I just assumed they were in some studio and they had this camera. <laughs> well, because I was a big fan of Mike and Mike as well. And that's right. what ESPN did. You know, right. I, I always thought it was this weird concept that, People would want to watch these two people just sitting in front of a microphone talking. Like even today in in our world, you know, people are like, oh, are you on YouTube? Do you post your episode? I'm like, no, we don't do that. I mean, who the hell wants to sit here and just (laughs) watch Roxy and I sit in front of microphones and talk to people, you know? And they're like, well, you'd be surprised. I'm like, eh. So that's a whole nother (laughs) level on editing that we won't get into. But so, all right, and fess up. How long did it take you before the Mark Nigel thing? Oh, God, a couple weeks at least. Oh, come on. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Well, took, took because, me months. Took me months. Like at least well, six months. I think that year, so like 2015-ish, Tony maybe like was out for a week mm-hmm. and Mark was in hosting. Yes. And obviously like the voices sound enough the same right. to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> is this just a gag? <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It definitely took at least a couple of weeks or a month, but but yeah. Funny that you say that because I'd forgotten all about that. When he would miss a week or so, he would actually bring in some guest co-hosts. And of course, right. it wasn't nearly the same thing, but it was just good to have something to click play on. Yeah. yeah. And that's why Roxy and I created this. So you'd have something else to click play on. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, Sam, you could stick around, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, because we've got some great stories that you don't even know we're going to ask you about yet. Uh, <laughs> but since we already met you, uh, we were there at Hurley's. Yes. So we heard some yeah. background stories that we think the Littles might like to get into. So don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Laurie Sayo from D.C. and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Sam Berger here. And Roxy and I are giving way TMI about our apartment features. And uh, yeah. No outlets, though. We didn't talk about outlets. We didn't talk about outlets. No. We just talked about bathroom doors that don't shut. Yep. It's a little awkward. <laughs> so those of you who have been to the Chuck and Roxy, we have to come up with a name for the place. Uh, oh. And not like the Loyal Littles podcast headquarters or something like that. Anyway, we yeah. got to get back into Sam. So we the asked, undisclosed location? Uh, oh. Undisclosed. Oh, that's good. Well, we already kind of deemed the... the semi-disclosed location. The semi-disclosed location. <laughs> and okay. we also have like sort of deemed, which is so not true, but we called this Cool Aunt Claire's Table. Yes. Just to kind of fit in with the, the big show. Yep. And uh, I mean, she's touched said table. That's as far as it's gone for her being associated with said table. But we already disclosed that we've met you in person, which Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. And I heard this great story. And I think the Littles might get I mean, uh, to me, it's one of the more ultimate Littles helping Littles type of story. Speaking of cool Aunt Claire. Right. Now, that was the first time you met Claire as well, right? At Hurley's? That's right. A couple weeks ago. That's right. Okay. But you have this great story. And because she was telling this story and this is why I was so confused. I was like, wait, you don't know each other? And she was like, no, we've never met. And I'm like, but you told me this story. So can you go into that? You know what I'm referring to, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. And this is amazing. So, yeah, it, it really was. So 
back at the beginning of the pandemic, I believe, Claire was in Ireland, I believe, somewhere British Isles, I think, uh, and coming home and could not get back to Philadelphia, which is where she originally left from, where her car is, right? Right. And could only get back to JFK. Because her flights uh, were like diverted or they were rescheduled or something like right, that. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and the only way that she could get back was to go to New York. And she was like, oh, my gosh, how can I get to Philadelphia to pick up my car? And I saw the post and was like, oh, well, you know, you could just take the train. You can take public transit all the way. And she was like, really? You know, how do I do that? And okay. So now I'm going to refer back to our Bob Walsh email <laughs> when he says, oh, come on. She's just coming from here. Okay. Like, oh, she's just coming from Staten Island to come visit you. What's the big deal? Okay. So now explain to them exactly how you had to get her to Philadelphia. Yeah, sure. So from JFK, it was obviously the air train, uh, which gets you to the New York City subway. And from there, you can go to New York Penn Station and take... Yeah, you could either splurge on the Amtrak or you can take NJ Transit, which is cheaper, down to Trenton, which has a connection to the Philly system, SEPTA. And from there, uh, I think you have to transfer in Center City, Philly. Uh Uh, But you can take also take SEPTA to the airport. Okay. Now, that might sound... Sounds like planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. Now, that might sound... (laughs) Oh, what's the big deal? But let me tell you, seriously, now think about this, Littles. If If you don't live in a big city or you're not from a big city... I mean, I have friends that come in that just don't even want to get to our apartment via yeah. public transportation because it's it's just overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, if you have to take a bus to a subway to another, whatever, it can be. I mean, it's it is there. Daunting. It is available. Mm-hmm. Public transportation is there. And when, let me tell you, when it works, it is brilliant because <laughs> I've gotten from LaGuardia to my apartment in 25 minutes for two dollars and 25 cents. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. Or 275, whatever the subway is 275 now. 275 now. Yep. I mean... You just can't beat that. Now, will that ever happen again in my life? Of course not. I mean, I just got so super lucky that when I walked out, there was a bus. The bus picked me up. I got to the subway. The subway was pulling into the station as I got there, Mm -hmm. got on the subway. And then 20 minutes later, I was out. You know, I mean, it's just that'll never happen again. But my point is, that's nothing compared to what she had to go through to get to Philadelphia. And it can just be really overwhelming. And you were her guardian angel, so to speak, is how she said it. Because you you were there with her the whole way, right? You guided her the whole way. Yeah, not physically. No, no, no. Right. Physically there the whole way. But yeah, absolutely. Was available. Talked her through. Here's where you go now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to just to have someone to say, okay, okay, I, I found the Airtran. Okay, now I'm at the subway. What line do I get on and where am I going? Right. You know, just to have someone. Yeah. And to, I don't know. To me, that's the ultimate loyals helping littles moment. Yeah. Just the fact that you've never met this person, you would take the time. I mean, now after we've all met at Hurley's and we're kind of, you know, I'd say friends, it's a little different. You'll go out of your way for that type of situation. But this was just like total. I don't know. It really blew my mind. It touched my heart. It really did. That You know, for this littles community that you would take the time to make sure Cool Aunt Claire found her car in Philadelphia from New York. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it, you know, transportation and like maps have like been something I've been like super interested in since I was a kid. So I just sort of, I finally got to use that knowledge for good. Yeah. Mm. And it can be tricky here. And it's not like you're just getting in a car, oh, yeah. and, you know, you can take the 101 or you can take the five or whatever it's called. You know what I mean? It's different. Right. It's yeah. totally different with public transportation for sure. Yeah. Man, I don't know how I would do in a situation like that. If I saw someone struggling with, okay, I need to figure out how to get from point A to point B. I mean, I'm lucky when someone asks me on the street, hey, which way is 8th Avenue this way? And I say, no, actually, it's the other way. And they're so thankful. Right. And I feel really proud of myself when that happens. But I don't know. I mean, this is just Well, like what's sad about being in New York is amazing. I seek those people out. Like if I see people yeah. on their phone or with, God forbid, an actual map in their hands. Right. I actually stop. If I'm not in a hurry, which is right. not always the case, but even sometimes when I'm in a hurry, I'll feel bad because I've done lots of traveling in my life mm-hmm. out of the country. And I am so thankful, well, even in the country. I mean, sometimes you're in a big city like, yeah. you know. Seattle or something, you know, you just don't know where you're going. And the people that will take the time to actually help you, I remember those times. So Mm -hmm. I try to. Now, the weird part about New York is if you approach, sometimes they think you're a weirdo. They're like, why would you want to help us? You know, right, or whatever, right. you know, that kind of thing. They're like, or they think you're asking for money or something. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. Do you, do you have any questions? And then there's like these, you know, macho guys are like, no, I got it, bro. I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. to impress his girlfriend who he's with. I'm I like, know. okay. <laughs> I was like, I've just, you looked a little lost. And I know the subway. Cause let me tell you, you don't want to get on the wrong subway going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. 
Or because no. a lot of people think, oh, it's the color. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not the color. If you get on a blue train, there's a big difference between heading to the Heights or out to the JFK yeah. airport, which is the case. Right. You know, well, depending on which letter you get. I on. think it's funny too. I think New Yorkers kind of have a bad reputation of being like people think that New Yorkers are mean. They well, won't help you. All this stuff. Okay. Because they're Yankee so, fans. Well, yeah. I, I mean, they are. No. I saw something a while back that. New Yorkers, yes, they can be hard because we live in this concrete jungle that just like hardens us, but we will help. We are helpful people. And if we see somebody struggling, there are tons of people all around you that will help. That's true. Um, so they may not have a smile on their face when they're helping you, but that's just a symptom of living in the city for however however right. many years. <laughs> but they're actually really nice people. Yeah. Now, you're kind of outside of the city. You count, though, right? You're, you're obviously, I mean. Yeah, definitely outside the city, but, you know, lived in Staten Island for a little while, you know, when it was commuting in. But I, absolutely. No, I totally agree with, with Roxy. There's the meme you see sometimes where just like, you know, New Yorkers mean to your face but will go out of their way to help you yeah. as opposed to more like Midwest or South where they'll be really nice to your face but won't you know lift a finger if you're in trouble. Right. I don't want to generalize. Sure, you know, sure. I, have, I did preface this with saying I've lived in a lot of these places. Right. Um, but yeah, no, no, I think it's totally true and I think that's one of the great things about New York and is that, you know, New York is at one time like a huge, massive city, obviously the largest in the U.S., but feels like a small town sometimes. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, you run into someone on the subway. I have run into people that I graduated with from college just randomly on the subway sometimes, uh, which is just crazy. Like people I haven't seen in 10 years. Right. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. And it happens to us all. Well, just that the other night, <laughs> we were at Hurley's at a non-Littles event. Big surprise, we were at Hurley's again. And we ran into just two other people that we knew. One was playing, subbing in on Music Man that night. She's a trumpet player, great trumpet player. Mm -hmm. And I did cheek to cheek with her wife. And so we became, we've been friends for years, actually. Yeah. But, you know, you just randomly, I mean, out of all the bars that she could have gone to get a nightcap, it's crazy. And then there was another couple there that I did a tour with 20 years ago mm -hmm. that I haven't seen wow. in probably like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And they just popped in. You know, it's just, it's so funny how it's like such a big city, but it, you're right. It can be such a small community. Uh, small community community yeah so now real quick going back because we didn't i don't think i asked this question maybe i did how did you find claire was it in one of the littles chat groups yeah exactly it was wow. uh okay. in the big group because that predated the, the smart and funny group oh. yeah in in the big group wow that's amazing that's such a great yeah. story that's such a great story because I, I literally when she told me you were coming to meet us at hurley's i was i just assumed you'd already known each other right you know, kind of thing. Because I knew her and, well, we hadn't met at that point either. Mm -hmm. And then Ritz hadn't met her. So he was coming. And then, yeah, that's just great. All right. Well, Sam, I can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now we're running out of time, though. So we have to get to some fun, dumb questions. I hope that's okay, right? Absolutely okay. Do you want to start rapid fire? Do you want to get warmed up? Do you want to ease into that? No, let's just go for it. All right. Rapid fire. Coke, Pepsi. Coke. Star Trek, Star Wars. Neither. Whoa. Oh. Okay. I mean, they're both fine i guess i just don't feel any certain way about them it's so funny i feel like there was this big gasp among little's <laughs> listeners like it's just not that's just not I a yeah, i mean yeah, like, I mean, we've heard the it doesn't matter for the toilet paper question right. but i mean star trek or star wars i feel like there's always a way you lean i don't on that one nope. that's great i like that actually all right i guess we'll slow it. we'll do one more crunchy or smooth peanut butter they both have their uses but creamy is the best nice all right Roxy side. It's Roxy side, yeah. Yep. Now, if you remember, I can't even remember. Roxy, well, who were we talking to? It came up where I was telling the story where they swayed me, and I can't remember why. Oh, I can't remember why. I can't. This is the craziness about doing this podcast. Is we talked to, so we we're so fortunate enough to talk to so many different littles. We were talking to someone the other day about this. How I'm crunchy for sure, mm -hmm. but we couldn't remember who there was something. And or some I, type some of food, food item or food. creamy was better. Oh, I remember now. What? Buckeye balls. What? It was the Buckeye balls. You don't remember what Buckeye balls are? No. Uh, Roop. <laughs> Tony, give Roxy an email this time, will you? And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's send her a box of that. Oh, oh, or better. Yeah, that'd be. I'd, I might have to have one of those though. Yeah, Buckeye balls. They're the peanut butter balls covered in chocolate. It's uh, they're from Ohio, Buckeye State, you know. Oh. Buckeye, they're called Buckeye balls. I'm not My a mom fan used to of make chocolate them. with peanut butter. Oh yeah, Roxy doesn't. Well, you know what? You can still I send a box. I just heard another gas. I'll, <gasps> I'll, I'll eat that. 
But yeah, no, no, that's the one thing where I said, yeah, I don't think I could eat those with crunchy peanut butter inside. I don't yeah. even know if you can make them that way. I don't know if they'll. I'm sure you can. Yeah, maybe. It's just a ball of peanut butter covered in chocolate. Well, I don't know if, if I go you're... that far. I mean, there was just I, I another gasp. Just. There was just another gasp <laughs> oh, out man. there. All right, so batting a thousand here. All right, well, since we're on the topic, do you like Buckeye Ball, Sam? Since this is supposed to be about you. <laughs> I do, and I actually have another peanut butter thing that Ooh. I wrote down okay. to mention because in the last, I don't know, I guess, I don't know the chronology of the podcast here, but the last episode I listened to with Charlie Pierce, at the end, you guys were talking about peanut butter and mayonnaise. Ooh. Now, right. I haven't done that one, <laughs> but a Pennsylvania thing, uh, at least in my small corner of Pennsylvania, Lebanon County, there is Lebanon bologna. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lebanon no. bologna. No. It is not like Oscar Mayer bologna, but has a more slightly sweet, more gamey taste, if I have to describe mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Okay. One, maybe someone can write in and, and who knows about Lebanon bologna and can describe it better than that. But it's actually very good with peanut butter rolled up in it. Oh. Interesting. And I have had this... As a kid, as like a treat, so many times. Crunchy or smooth? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, that's, that's a smooth. Yeah, I could uh, see that. You know, it's funny yeah. you say this. Now, this is pre... And, and, you know, now with all these, like, what's those diets with no carbs? What are those called? Keto? 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 Is that what those are? Well, anyway, I don't even know if that's what it is. No, and I always thought this was terrible for me. You know, it's funny that you're saying this because you're bringing back some memories. I used to do the same thing, but with mayonnaise. I would spread some mayonnaise on a slice of bologna and roll it up. I would do that with mustard. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess because I'm, I'm not a huge mayo person, but right. mustard, absolutely. Yeah, the mayo and peanut butter kind of like made our stomachs turn a little bit. <laughs> We'd never. I, it was yeah, some article I saw out there, and I thought, oh, I've got to bring this up. Mm. I forget why. I mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because Omar was with us or or what. But yeah, no, that's interesting. Okay, I love that you're taking notes on peanut butter before yeah. you come on the podcast, though. That's that's Doing impressive. Your homework. I love Is that it. the only note you took? What other notes do you have for us? Oh, uh, so I just heard about this. So I said I went to Altoona High School and graduated and lived in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and my mom is still there. But in Altoona, apparently, now I've been affiliated with Altoona since 2011, so that's over 10 years. I have never had Altoona-style pizza. What? I, I have lived there. I have ordered pizza from many a place there. I've never heard of this Altoona style pizza until like a couple months ago. My mom sent me this and said, what do you think about this? And this is apparently the Altoona style pizza. It is Sicilian style topped with green pepper, salami, and a slice of American cheese. What? Is the American cheese cold or hot? Yeah, is it melted (laughs) at least? No, I think it's like melted on top. Yeah, I would think. Okay. I don't know about this. I guess as the official Altoonan of the Loyalist podcast, I'm, I'm I, I gaining would, myself that. I, okay. Um, Do it. I would think so. I have never had this before. I've never heard of this before. And I don't know what to think. Well, I, like, I'm sort of intrigued, but it's a little bit scary. Well, I, always, I have to say, I just find it very cheap. I would always, when you order cheese on something and you see like they melt this like one slice of Kraft Singles <laughs> and it's not quite yeah. melted. So, you know, it was a slice of Kraft Singles and you're like, really? <laughs> you're like in a restaurant yeah. or a diner and right. like you can't get some shredded cheese to put on there and make it look decent. Yeah. I, that always cracked me up or like on a sandwich, you know, it's like one of those Kraft Singles yeah. slices that they just plop on top and melt it. So, okay. So green pepper. Salami. Salami. And a yeah. slice of and, American and sli- cheese. Is it yellow or orange? Does that matter? Do we know? It is yellow, I believe. Yellow. Yeah. Okay. All I right. Don't, I don't know. Well, look. I, I have seen a picture of it. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, look. It, I mean, Chuck here. I mean, I pushed He'll the cold cheese anything. pizza. So I, you know, and yeah, I feel obligated to try it sometimes. Some some have gone better than others. Yeah. Like the mayo on grilled cheese still doesn't do it for and me. And don't ever eat your pizza inside out. Teach is their own. We don't want to upset one podcast listener you will burn your mouth <laughs> the roof of your mouth and your tongue at the same time yeah i believe that's daryl diamond yeah i could be wrong but i believe that's daryl diamond do you even know what we're talking about by any chance i don't yeah he takes the pizza inside out so you take the pizza and you fold it downwards so the crust so the is crust touching is touching, touching each other that just sounded weird. Yeah, that's what she said. Well, I uh, mean, that's a very New York thing to fold your pizza, but you don't hold it upside down. Well, right. that's but that's what he does. And, and, you know, he the theory and the concept is actually some good stuff because he's like, this way you get the melted cheese and sauce on upper and bottom of your mouth but when you, you take your bite. burn yourself more. Well, you have to wait for it to cool down and, you know, whatever. But, yeah. 
No, I, I look. Oh, I, so you? Oh, so you hold it sideways? No, no. no Actually, we'll send you a picture. Yeah. Eric Londrigan, okay. the yeah. great Eric Londrigan, he, drew a great yes. picture of this. <laughs> he did a great job of comparing like different styles of how to eat your how pizza. To eat your pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, he had a comment for this one, yeah. but we won't go into that. So we'll we'll explain that. But let, real quick, let's see what else. Uh, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Uh, Roadrunner. Ah, good one. We've had that oh, one before. Yeah. yeah. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? If I was invisible, I guess like sneak into some kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. we found two things. We either found like people want to be a fly on a wall yep. type of thing. Like some people oh, said in yeah. the, in like the draft room before mm-hmm. the draft actually happens, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Okay. Or maybe like right now in negotiations for MLB base, you know, cause we yeah. don't really know mm. what's really going on in those rooms, yeah. you know? Right. So the fly on the wall type thing, or someone said, well, actually there's been three or you'd want to follow like your kids around yeah. and know what they're really doing. <laughs> and then there were, and then there were other that actually said they'd like to just secretly help people. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of thing. So very okay. nice of them. Yeah. All right, one more, and then we've got to get out of here. Let's go with... I think this could be interesting. What's one hidden talent you have that nobody else knows about? A hidden talent I have? You can get out of parking tickets, maybe? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I just got one in Suffering the other day. No. No. Uh, um, I did play trombone in high school and college. Oh, okay. I haven't picked it up in so long. But you could probably do a little jingle, as we say. Still. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. We always like to hear that. All right. Well, Sam, thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you? Nothing to plug, but you can find me on Twitter at Surgeon and Tonic. I'm yeah, sorry. I one think, more time. <laughs> at Surgeon, S-U-R-G-E-O-N and Tonic. Okay. So I heard you right the first time. Oh, is there a yeah. story there? Like, what's that? Uh, gin and tonic is like my go-to drink uh-huh. and sir gin like sir s-i-r oh, gin and tonic Chuck, but chuck's an idiot chuck's an idiot sir gin i get it see okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sir gin and t- that's really clever actually now i really yeah. feel stupid okay and as an homage to the big show we'll get you out of here on this over or under over all right nice and confident yeah we like it yep well sam thanks again for coming on to meet the littles we really appreciate it thanks so much for having me All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. This is Brad Weiss, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Sam, for coming on and meeting the littles. And meeting us again. Yeah, meeting us again. I'm still shocked that he wanted to come on after he actually met us in person. No, I'm glad we didn't scare him away. Yeah, right. So we're going to get to our emails and stuff in a second since we didn't have time because we did our five mediocre minutes this episode. But we had a story we just wanted to share. I mean, well, I was, you know, it's funny. I had jury duty on Monday, Roxy. Yep. And I was hoping there was going to be a good story there, but there really wasn't. Nope. It was very, actually. Very blah. Very low key, very low stress. I didn't have to do anything. I just sat there. So that was actually. Well, you had a little trouble finding something to eat for lunch. Well, that was that. probably the most exciting thing that happened. Yeah, that, that, well, let's, <laughs> we don't need to get into that because we had other things going on. Now, we tweeted out last night. Uh, we went to see Sticks. Yeah. That was actually a nice surprise. Theater. At the Beacon Theater here yep. in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, good time. I'm glad we didn't spend any more money than we yes. did. It wasn't, it, I think it was a an appropriate amount yeah, for it what was, we saw. Look, we saw tickets for $15 in the balcony, but yeah. we didn't do that. We, we went in between. We didn't the go loge. on the floor for, we, we were in the loge section. Very fancy. Very fancy. But on the floor, they were like 250 to $500. Oh my we gosh. certainly didn't do Crazy. that. So until mm-hmm. we, we get Indochino to sponsor our podcast, we're not, we're not going there. But... This was interesting, and they did advertise this. Well, you're the one that kind of bought the ticket, so I don't know if this was advertised before. But yeah, when we I got don't really there, know sticks. Yeah. So I, I kind of did some homework yesterday afternoon and listened to a bunch of their stuff, and I'm like, I know two songs. You knew more than that, though, because then I played like three more for you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard that, but I didn't like no, right. know it. Right. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, I only know it because of my sisters. Shout right. out to my sisters, who I grew up on sticks because I was a little kid, mm-hmm. but that was their heyday. Okay, because yeah. there's a 10 year gap between me and my older sisters. I have one younger that's closer to me in age, but the older ones, they were living the life with sticks when yeah. I was just a baby. So I heard it all the time and uh-huh. I loved it and uh-huh. I grew up liking sticks. And th- what they, happened was when the pandemic started, they started writing new stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. They were they released a new album called The Mission. I think it was in 2017. Had no idea. Or On a Mission. Or On a Mission, something Maybe. like that. But good stuff. 
good stuff. It's just not their old stuff. It's not. It sticks, it's, but it's not sticks. It's, yeah, as and, you know and love them. And this was the problem because it didn't sound like the old stuff. It was more new age, like I want to say a little Rush maybe. And I'd also say like uh, Santana, a little Santana, lots mm-hmm. of mixed meter. I don't know if, if you understand all that. But it was just a different feel from the original stick stuff. Well, let me tell you, some people were really pissed. Oh, man. Drunk girl behind. We have a new one. Okay, so let's go there first. No one in our section was standing at first. At first. Very respectable. Everyone read the room. Yep. Okay? Because then later on, people did stand up, and that was fine. Yeah. Because everyone read the room. That was great. It was a great experience that way. Except (laughs) during the first hour, because they were doing their new album, this drunk chick was behind us and just talking through the whole... And I, I did the whole look. I looked... I stopped. I looked. We made eye contact a few times. She Uh didn't care. Oh, no. She was just blabbing her mouth the whole time. And at one point, she screams, play your old shit. You know, like she was was not having this. No. She clearly did not read the sign that said, okay, in the first set, we're doing our new album. It's called All the Mission. All the Mission. And then the next set, All the Hits. All the Hits. And it's clearly on the signs. Now, me not knowing sticks, I didn't know what that meant, but I just figured, okay, one part is going to be about one thing and the next part is going to be about another thing. And then it all made sense once I started watching. And it was good music. Don't get me wrong. It was great music. The band's fantastic. Yeah. You know, some of the originals are still with them and it was great. It just wasn't their stuff. Right. And so the people, yeah. So anyway, and then even before they took the break, he said, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with songs you all know. Right. And everyone went wild. Oh, yeah. The second half of this concert was kind of out of control. Yeah. It was really It great. was funny how in the first act, I'll say, they didn't take a break to talk about anything. Yeah. They just like played straight through song after song after song. And yep. then in the second act, between every song, they paused and talked about stuff. Yeah. Which I then overheard you this morning talking to, I think, Tiny Chuck actually on the phone about how they only had like eight really solid hits. So... That makes sense now to me why they were talking in between because it wasn't going to be enough to fill a full... Well, and also more importantly to um, that drunk woman behind us, yeah. how were they going to do a full night of concert? I mean, they'd have to bring an opening act with them and that yeah, costs money and right. all that stuff. So I think... Well, also because they're musicians and they've been working hard during the pandemic writing a new album. They want to get creative. it out there. Right. So anyway. I wasn't a fan of the new stuff, yeah. but I also didn't hate it. And I, of course, would not be shouting play your old shit like she right. was. Like, <laughs> And then during the intermission, and all she kept talking about was that. And I'm like, okay, we've heard you like 50 yeah. times already. We get it. You're well, not happy. You're not happy. And then he Shut did this. Up. <laughs> and then he did this nice little tribute to Elton John, which we thought was hilarious. Oh, since we, that was, was the awesome. last concert we saw two weeks ago. That was so fun. And he's playing the. And she starts screaming from the from the loge. Play sticks, play sticks, play, play and I'm sticks like, songs. You know, okay. like we're like, come on, he's if doing a thing. If you don't like it, leave. You didn't yeah. spend that much money on this. It wouldn't be a total loss if you just got up and left. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but the only other thing I'll say, biggest disappointment for me, they didn't play Babe. No, they didn't. They did not play Babe. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, I won't go as far as saying that's like Billy Joel not playing Piano Man because I think Come Sail Away is probably the most popular yeah. team. They, and it's been used the most out there right. and up for other things, not an Applebee's commercial, but that kind of situation. Right. And they rocked that out. They that did. Was, that was amazing. They did. And they yeah. also, they then came out for an encore and they did Mr. Mr. Roboto and Renegade. Yes. So um, it was great. It was a great time. Yeah. So anyway, but in regards to that, we heard from Ed Butt. Yes, he says, one of my law partners grew up in the Chicago neighborhood with the members of Styx. One became a firm client. When he walked down the hallway, women swooned. He also bought his uncle's beautiful but aging Victorian house on a triple corner lot in my suburban neighborhood. He did a fabulous job of restoring it, but he would regularly walk up to the White Hen, Reed Regional, Nicer 7-Eleven, and hang out with everyone loitering there. And he invited one family whose kids were fans and and mom who never heard any sticks music to a concert with full backstage passes. Rockstar was just his day job. When not on stage, he was just like us. True rockstar human. Wow. That's a good story. Yeah. And speaking of Ed Butt, we have a very important announcement. He has a place and time for this gathering they're doing in Colorado. And it is Wednesday, March 30th, beginning at 6 p.m. It's at Murphy's Tap House. And the address is 585 South McCaslin Boulevard, Louisville, not Louisville, Louisville, Colorado. And then he says, or Superior, Colorado. No one can tell them apart. Their website <laughs> says it's in Louisville, but Google Maps and TripAdvisor say it's in Superior. So make sure you 
Leave a little extra time, I guess is how I'm going to say it. He says it's conveniently located just north of the McCaslin exit on Highway 36 off the Denver Boulder Turnpike. Cool. And then he says, as always, all littles are welcome. Just look for a big table covered with beer glasses and surrounded by smart and funny people laughing. In the alternative, say la cheeserie to the hostess and she will send you their way. Cute. I like that. Right. No, that's great. All right, Roxy, let's quickly get to the rest of these emails. We heard from Brian Becker, and he says, Excellent episode, everyone. I've known the proper pronunciation for Lake Orion since 1981. I love that he's like bragging about this. (laughs) My college roommate was from the town next to Jason's, and the town's respective high schools were rivals. Mm. And they referred to their rival as Lake Horion. (laughs) I love that. All right, what's next? I have a similar story, but we won't go there. Oh, Oh, yeah. My rival high school, we called them the St. Joe's Hoes. Okay. And next, (laughs) (laughs) Next, we heard from Tony Beeson. He says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, whenever you ask the question, would you rather be the best player on the worst team or the worst player on the best team? I think of Bill Plummer. Plum was a backup catcher to Johnny Bench during the Big Red Machine era in the 1970s for the Cincinnati Reds. Check out his stats. He is the answer to half of your questions. A career 188 hitter, Bill Plummer was the worst player on a dynasty that included four pennants and two World Series championships during his career with the Reds from 1970 to 1978. Also note, he had a documentary made last year of his life in baseball called Plum, A Baseball Life. I have yet to see it, but I am greatly intrigued based upon your question. Okay, now... This is where I was going. I've made it publicly that I was on one of those softball teams once where yeah. I barely, well, I, I played a lot during the regular season, but then when the playoffs came, I was clearly not one of the best 10. I agree with the decision the manager made. Right. I and sat, the best 10 decided to finally show up. Well, that's true. Okay. There's <laughs> that. But I, you know, I got one at bat in the playoffs. Right. You know, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. I get it. And I just still to this day don't really count it as a championship because I don't feel like I contributed. Yes, I got them there. and we You got, were on the team. Uh, yeah, right. Now this though, however, I looked, he sent, uh, Tony also sent his stats and there's some seasons during the season where he got over almost 200 at bats. So it's not like he never played. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess it's the same kind of thing as that situation. So I don't know how he, I'm sure he's not caring. You know, he's (laughs) counting his rings, so to speak. Oh, sure. All right. Then we heard from Eric Barnes. He says, Chuck, Roxy, I hate tuna fish sandwiches. What did Mrs. Barnes make me in her apartment as a late night snack on our first date? Tuna fish sandwich. A tuna melt. Oh. Did I eat it? You bet I did. (laughs) And like Roxy, she orders tuna fish whenever they go to Subway. So there you go. You have nice. that in common. Then we heard from Todd to Kay. How do you drink coffee stouts, Chuck? All right. Let's pause there. I don't. Okay. I just don't. Yeah. I, I'm very particular. I'm not. Todd, I need to meet you so you can suggest some beers because I just even just to talk. We don't have to drink them at that moment, but I'm not a big beer connoisseur. Right. So I would love to learn more and I do enjoy trying new things, but I'm very particular mm-hmm. in my beer taste. So uh-huh. anyway, go ahead. Then he goes on to say, with the exception of tuna helper, cheese and fish do not mix for me. Ah. Okay. So just to be fair, cheese and tuna fish, not cheese and any fish. Uh, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. And then I got a lot of these, like, you've never had tuna casserole, you've never had hamburger helper, yeah. tuna helper, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yes, I have. So, I kind of lied. I have eaten warm tuna. I do have to say, but I think that's because, isn't, like, tuna helper, like, with mac and cheese? Isn't that, like, that's how my mom used to make it. I feel like my mom used to make it, don't quote me on this, Littles, but I think it was kind of like mac and cheese with tuna fish with peas, I yeah. think, was mixed in there. We've had that once. That was pretty good. Yeah, and so that was fine. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I will say... A very rare occasion, I'll enjoy a warm tuna type situation, mm-hmm. but yeah. Not it has t- to be in the right scenario. Not the sandwiches. And then we heard from the birthday girl, Dina in Damascus, and she says to you, Roxy, I promise to kill any spiders that are here during Jingle Fest. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm you. still nervous about it, but thank you. And we're giving Dina a quick little birthday shout out because unfortunately she was so gracious and got us the Friday Five way ahead of time. Uh-huh. But because we had the five mediocre minutes and we're obviously running out of time here, we're not going to have time to do it. And because it's our St. Patrick's Day episode and we wanted to get it out on St. Patrick's Day. And so it's not Friday yet. Maybe we'll do a highlight next time yeah. i also believe it's sean morrissey's birthday hey uh, i believe they share a birthday cool. so happy birthday to all the littles who have birthday on this saint patty's day Ugh. and that must be fun it's having a good it fall, day having it fall on saint patty's day but we're going to end with this 
And like we said, don't forget, Littles, you can send in audio messages. Because this one I needed a little help with. Because I got this, I think it was in a text or a type of a, a instant message or mm-hmm. something on our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And it says, I hate to not take your side, but I don't lick paper to tear it. <laughs> we got a lot of these paper licking. I just didn't think it was appropriate to read them all. However, when you hold a paper towel to cover something in the microwave, I do moisten the middle with my lips like you do with chapstick because the moisture keeps the paper towel from opening up again. And tuna with melted white American toasted onto it is fine, but I agree tuna fish is better than cold. Now, this is from Tim Cree. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't, I don't know if you all just, I read it just like it was said. Now, I don't know if you all quite understood because I didn't, the whole paper towel thing. Yeah. Uh, So I said that to him and he responded. Hey, this is Tim Cree. Look, here's the paper towel thing. So you want to cover something in the microwave. So you fold the paper towel in half. So now you've got a crease. What you do is you put your mouth to the middle of the crease side and you close your lips around it. Like a woman, if she's got lipstick or whatever, she just sort of touches her lips together like a sound. If it gets it moist, then that will keep the paper towel from opening back up again. So then stuff won't splatter or the paper towel won't fall off. All right, Roxy, I'm filing that under information for life. Yeah. And maybe a tiny little suggestion. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I never thought of that. The one thing I will say. Oh, the soundbite was spot on, though. Tim Cree. That was spot on. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So we appreciate those because sometimes it's hard to read the text into Mm -hmm. the text exactly what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But I will say this because my mom, this is one of my favorite, and I do it still, and it makes me think of her, where she would get so angry if we would put paper towel over the stuff in the microwave because paper towel is expensive yeah you know it doesn't seem it's one sheet of tape but she came up and it's almost like the perfect size depending on your plate size if it's mm-hmm. a standard plate size you get a coffee filter mm. a coffee those are dirt Just cheap flatten it. and you flatten it and uh-huh. you put that on top of it yeah. instead of the paper towel yeah and that's what we now it, however though it does stick to the food sometimes mm-hmm. but so does paper towel right. so i don't know if that's if exactly if this trick would work for i've never heard of this so yeah. good on you tim we'll, to try it. we'll use that as our tiny little suggestion for this episode Roxy, unfortunately, this episode is out of time, so we have to get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to iTunes, Apple. Give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And thank you once again, Sam Berger, for coming on to Meet the Littles. And thank you, Jason Bullitt, Lori Oseo, and Brad Weiss for our bumpers this episode. All right, Roxy, hope your people had a great day. Oh, it's the best day. Best day. March Madness, crazy in full sling. Very excited. Enjoy the games, everyone. And don't forget, if you are out shopping online tonight, especially for a back grip, stickgrip.com or... Fog-free eyewear, fogfreeeyewear.com. People. Use our code. Use our code. LLPOD. Use it, people. Bye. We came from the highlands. We came from the lowlands. We came from the cities. We came from the towns. We came on the mailboat. We came on thousands and set ourselves down with nothing to also with nothing to lose days filled with sweat and nights filled with bruise but if for a while you could walk in my shoes you'd soon have your fill of the emperor's blues you'd soon have your fill of the We dug and we tunneled, we built all the cities that reached to the skies. We kept our traditions, despite the suspicions we saw every time that we looked in their eyes. With nothing to also, with nothing to lose. Days filled with sweat and nights filled with booze. But if for a while you could walk in my shoes.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Chuck's an idiot. Oh, yeah.